Hello everybody, it's Gary Stuckey with Real Music. On today's show, I've got the very talented country singer, songwriter, Blake Burrow. He's here talking about his brand new single called Don't Blame It on the Bar. A great song, you need to check it out. Going to talk about that song and his career and a lot more. So here we go, here he is, here's Blake Burrow. I'm, I'm excited. I, I've been, uh, I'm prepped and ready. You know, I've, you know, been through, been through about <laughs> seven or eight of these the, the last week. And so. <laughs> oh, I, oh, I know it makes you feel good. So tell me about the new song. Uh, Don't blame it on the bar. That's coming out tomorrow, right? It is. It comes out, I guess, I guess it hits platforms at midnight tonight. Okay. Um, so tell me, tell me about that song. Man, I'm. It was a song that I co-wrote with um, a buddy of mine that's from Texas, but we were in Nashville. He he lives in Nashville, and then he does a lot of touring out here in Texas and and plays all over the place. Has written you know tons of songs. He's actually has his own new record coming out. But we wrote it with his nephew, who does a bunch of stuff in Nashville now. Does he does a lot of the the podcast stuff and does video video work for a different podcast and, and uh does some music and then another buddy of ours named brad irby um was on it and he's a songwriter out there and um the story behind it is my buddy joey who joey green is is his name who's a, one of the writers on it there's a bar in nashville called red door and it's kind of a very staple for the the industry people in nashville it's kind of where everybody goes and has a drink afterward or on Mondays or Wednesdays. And it's kind of the hangout. And, um, uh, he'd kind of gotten in a little scuffle and got, got banned for a month. Uh -oh. uh, and, uh, and, you know, it's funny cause we're still, you know, he's good buddies with, with the, all the bartenders and uh, he knows the owner. And so they're just like, you can't come in here for a month. And so it was, it was kind of funny. I, we were sitting at the bar and, uh, after a riot one day and I was like, man, we were talking about, it. I was like, man, don't blame it on the bar. And he's like, write it down. <laughs> and so we kind of had that, we kind of had the idea and, you know, we've always, you know, there's been a million songs about blaming it on whiskey and stuff like that. But, you know, we, we tried to look at it as like, you know, everybody has their cheers, their, their, their spot that they like to go and, and you want somebody like if you're married or you want somebody to understand where you're going and, and they can't, you know, you don't want somebody who's not jealous. And so we kind of based it around that. Like she was, you know, basically she was wanting him to be something more than he, you know, he didn't, he wasn't going to give up the, his little small town honky tonk bar that he goes to every once in a while. Doesn't mean that he's getting drunk in the song. We don't even, he's like, right. just a place that I go to think, man. He's like, I can get away and kind of just think to myself and so that was kind of the idea behind the song and kind of it just kind of came together real fast it, it was one of those I, I bet it didn't take us two hours to write so oh wow yeah it sounds great i mean it, it sounds like it would be you know something that everybody could relate to and something that they would like to turn up you know on the radio i mean i, I like songs like that that make you think about stuff um but yeah most people could probably think of a time and, you know, they could relate to that at a bar or a relationship or something like that. But uh, 
you know, talking about blame, I think blame, people do like to blame a lot of stuff, you know, and, and I guess a bar or two when sometimes you need to look in the mirror, right, and, and see who, the, who that person <laughs> is, right? But, uh, well, tell me, see, now this song, like I said, really, really catchy song. Uh, and I know that uh, there's a lot of buzz going on. Have you heard a lot of people uh, that maybe have heard it uh, before it's been released that kind of says what their feelings have been about the song? Yeah, it's it's been, uh, man, I've, I've had, I mean, people that I played a concert couple weeks ago we played a a full band show out here and uh it was meant to be kind of a release kind of a we we had a lot of new merch and different things you know that we were trying out um just kind of gearing up for 2024 which is sounds weird to say um but uh gearing up you know to to try to hit the road in 2024 um we just kind of want to kind of have the momentum going with the single and and we're probably going to release another song or two um, into next year. And so it was, uh, it was cool because there was about, I mean, the bar was, the venue was packed. There was probably 350, 400 people in there. And uh, there was about 60 people that came to the front when we started playing that song, people that, and the, luckily the bar that I was playing at, I gave them a, a wave file and he's been playing it at, on Friday, Saturday nights. And so we had about 60 people that came up to the front and were, were jamming and singing it with us. So that was, that was kind of cool and fun. Right. I bet it was, man. Uh, and I know that's a joy for you to see, you know, fans out there singing your song, you know, and, um, so tell me about that. Tell me about your fans and, and what that means to you. Man, there's for me as a songwriter, and you know whether it's a, a catchy song or a, a very deep song. Um, I'll never forget a guy. I was playing a, a benefit, and it was a veterans type ben- benefit, and I have a song on the new record called "Over It Yet," and it's it's a very deep, deep song, and and the guy came up to me afterward after we played, I got off stage and he was kind of teary, you know, teary eyed. And he said, man, that song hit me. And, um, you know, that, you know, when you can touch somebody else through song, it just, it makes you feel a different way. Like, you know, that you've able to help them. You're able to help them in a way that somebody else can't through your song. And, even if it's just them listening to it live or listening to it on the radio or on their streaming station or whatever, it just, to me, it makes me strive to write, you know, great songs to, to write songs that people can relate to that I've stuff that I've gone through or stuff that, you know, somebody else has gone through that, that I'm close to that I may, you know, you can catch those secondary you know, if somebody's struggling with depression or, you know, you have a parent that's, you know, has cancer or different things like that, like you can always, um, you can always, uh, you know, dig deep to see what it would feel like. And I, you know, I, my mom went through a little cancer deal, you know, last year. And so um, just being able to relate your feelings onto paper and then other people 
taking those songs and incorporating them into their life is, you know, something that every singer songwriter strives to do because that's, I mean, we do, we do it for ourselves. Obviously that's why we love writing it, but you know, I love seeing it hit people in a way where they can, it just hits them and they can take it with them for, for the rest of their life. Sure. Um, so who were some of your influences growing up that you always like to copy and uh, just love to listen to? Well, um, so my very first concert was uh, Beach Boys. I was uh, seven years old and uh, as you know, it kind of got me in the in the music, the love of music. You know, I played piano at five and played until I was in high school, classical, you know, style and but the Beach Boys concert, my mom took me. She was a big Beach Boys fan and Elvis. And so I, you know, I listened to a lot of that 60s and uh, 70s type of music because of my parents. Um, but some of my influences, my first concert was Charlie Robinson in, in high school. And he had, a, he had a big influence. My brother used to send me songs. He would burn me CDs. And be like, listen to this, listen to these guys. And it would be like Blackhawk and Chris Ledoux and Jason Boland. And, you know, it'd be like, there'd be like a George Strait song. Restless Heart would be on there. You know, just all the eight, you know, the nineties, you know, Diamond Rio and just the right. big, but I was, those are some of my big ones. But as I started getting into country music, like Vince Gill was a big influence. I loved everything that, you know, everything he writes, everything he plays on. I mean, it's just, it's just to me, I think it's perfection. What, what country music is. And then Keith, you know, I was a big fan of like Keith Whitley. Oh, yeah. And uh, like some of the older guys, um, just the way that they did stuff. Um, it was just one of those, the way that they, connected with their audience with those those songs it was just something that i was drawn to and same with like tech you know some of the texas country guys like robert earl keen and 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 oh just trying to jason boland was another big one Corey morrow guys that kind of started out you know pat green or that's what i listened to a lot in college um, and we listened to, you know, I listened to nineties country in college still, but that was kind of right at the, at the, the big push that Texas country, you know, the, those Pat greens and, and stuff like that. And so they had a big influence. I would go watch concerts all the time and, and I started playing guitar out there, but those are some of my, my big influences were some of the Texas country guys, but the Nashville, the Nashville guys is very much a, the Dean Dillons and the George Straits and the mm. Vince Gill and, you know, Keith Whitley and, you know, Waylon Jennings, Merle Haggard, you know, some of those guys. Um, I even love like, you know, I have very much a like Travis Tritt and Tracy Lawrence. Like I love their sound just because it's so yeah. different. And so um, those are some of my influences. You were talking about Dean Dillon, you know, one of the greatest songwriters ever with the George Strait song. You know, I was thinking about those songs when you write them, though. 
you know, it's one thing to write a song and then when the people are listening, and I know you do it too, you listen to a George Strait song that Dean Dillon wrote, you know, uh, and you're visualizing it. Do you do that though when you're writing and really when you're singing, do you come to get in that mood and that mode? You know, it has an effect on your singing, I know, when you're visualizing the song and you're going and you're feeling kind of the hurt and the pain, especially when you've gone through it. Do you do that? Do you visualize the song? And when I, people kind of connect to that, right? When you're like sitting there thinking about it. Well, and I think it, I think it conveys your story more if you're, you know, for me, like, like there's a song called Faded that I, you know, that on the new record and it's going to be the, the title of the, of the new record, but I love the way that we wrote that song. And so it's very detailed and, but it just paints a picture and, and whenever I play it, like it gets me like, like you're right. Like the more that you dig into your own song and visualize the story that you're trying to tell, I feel like you come off as a better performer and people are drawn to you whenever you sing it. And so those, I mean, I agree. And Dean Dillon is such a, I mean, I, I've gotten to see, see him several different times and you know, there's a ton of other great songwriters in Nashville that I that I love. But the last time I saw him, just the stories that he told, you know, and then the stories behind the songs are, you know. But he has such a, a unique way of painting such a great picture in a country song. And yeah. that's, you know, I feel like that's what I'm very much a story story type of guy. Like I, I want there to be kind of a story in in the song. There's got to be a you know, a way that it can relate to everybody, and so right. that's kind of the way that I write. Uh, in my in my in my own personal way, that's kind of how I write as well. But you know, I'm trying to hone in on my own craft to try to get to that level someday. So. <laughs> that's right maybe you'll make it one day i'm just no, just kidding no uh so uh if somebody said you get to have a duet with anybody past or present living or dead and you got to pick it right now who would it be um it'd be vince gill it's him that's tough because i mean i it would probably definitely be him because he can sing harmonies with anybody and then if it wasn't him It'd probably be Stapleton because I feel like they're both very similar and just their uniqueness and the way they write, play guitar. Um, their vocals are just the best in the in, in country music to me. You know, that's my own personal um, opinion, but it would probably it would my my number one is definitely Vince Gill. He's my oh. go to. If I could do a duet or write a song with somebody that's he's probably definitely the guy that I'd be picking. So hopefully he'll be watching. He'll see this and he'll call you. <laughs> and say, this thing. And you can remember me. I was the guy that I'm, I'm be like, I'm like, we need to get Gary out to this show whenever we record this. Cause he's the one that I'm made just, it happen. I'm just saying, dude, gotta remember those, the little people. Uh, now you have goals in your life. I know it's probably when you have goals, why you got to where you are now but what are your goals for the future what 
do you do you write goals kind of in your mind or i don't know paper or just make mental notes and go i want to do this by the end of this year or the end of this whatever do you do that and what are they i, I do um so there's a bunch of you know for me since i'm you know obviously the the new records is coming coming to fruition and that was that was one thing that i wanted to do after my first record and and the first record is kind of a totally different side of me that was I mean, it was almost seven years ago, and I feel like I've grown tremendously as a as a songwriter, as an artist, and you know the the type of music that I want to put out. Um, but my, you know, some of my big goals. You know, there's a lot of festivals that I would love to play. There's a lot of acts that I'd like to to be on a bill with. Um, one of my definite goals within, hopefully, within the next two to three years, is I'd love to play at the the Grand Ole Opry. That's always been a goal of mine. I've, uh, I used to work at the Wild Horse Saloon in Nashville back when I was younger, and I got to tour the Grand Ole Opry and just the circle and and the the history behind it and the history behind country music and the people that have stepped on that stage and and even you know even at the Ryman, either either one of those I'd be fine with, you know, and then. You know, there's definitely places out here like Billy Bob's and and Green Hall and and different different stages that are just eclectic when it comes to you associate country music with that that venue. And that's you know, I want people when they hear the name Blake Burrow, I'm like, that's a country music singer. You know, that's kind of my goal is when they hear he's genuine, he's a he loves to tell his story and and he loves to do it in a unique way. And, and, uh, and, you know, I, I feel like my voice is, is unique and different compared to what, what's, what's out there. So I'm, I'm, you know, that's my goal is just to be different. Yeah. Like, I don't want to fall in line with everybody else. I don't want to be, be like everybody else. And I, I want it to show in the way that I put out the music and the way that we um, do it in the studio. And then, when we do it live so right um what's been the hardest uh thing uh, about trying to make it as a country artist what's been kind of difficult or some issues for you along the way that you've been able to overcome well i think you know i think sometimes you you get you get disheartened by by different things and, and not necessarily people but you, I think sometimes you get disheartened just with the way that, you know, I'm not trying to compete against anybody. I know it's a, a dog eat dog world in, in the Nashville, but, you know, I feel like it's getting, getting better. And, and, and the, we are competing in a sense, but we're not like, we're, we're just all trying to write and sing country music at the same time. And so, um, that, and then, you know, COVID happened and, and, I didn't know what was going to happen. I feel like, you know, luckily that's, I, I caught a break during COVID and, and met a, met a, a buddy of mine who's a business owner and owns several different businesses and uh, believed in my music enough and became my business partner for my music. And so that was kind of a, a blessing during COVID. And that's kind of, um, well, we're able to do what we're doing today, but that's, that's a lot of the other thing is like, you get disheartened because 
gigs and just different, you know, if you're playing a gig and it's your, sometimes you might just be background noise and that can be, you know, that can be disheartening as a, as a songwriter. If I was just playing covers all night, like I wouldn't care, but, um, yeah. you know, if I'm playing my own song, that's, I want people to, I want them to hear, hear it. And I want them to hear the lyrics and, and really dig into what I'm, I'm singing. And so that's, that's probably the most, you know, that's been the hardest thing is just like knowing your sound, but just trying to convey it to get people to listen, you know, and I know some of that social media, that's, that's always <laughs> been, a that's always been a, a, me and social media don't get along, but we've hopefully figured that out. So yeah that's that's the rough thing about having your own youtube channel or or you know when people that sit behind a phone or a computer can say whatever they want to and try to bring you down but i always think about it like this if there's somebody out there trying to bring you down they must see something in you that's about to break loose and they don't they're scared that you might actually be good and they don't want and they don't want that to happen that's just how it is sometimes but uh um but yeah, you, sometimes you just have to overlook that, right? When you see, you know, some haters or people like that trying to <laughs> say some junk, you know, I don't know, it happens all the time. But uh, I mean, you're always going to have your keyboard warriors out there, you know, and I, I always tell people this all the time. I'm like, not, you know, my country, my style of music is not going to be everybody's cup of tea. And so, you, you know, you just have to, you know, you just have to be true to yourself. Like at the end of the day, like I'm not trying to, I'm not doing it to impress the masses. Like if the masses start to like it, then that's, that's great, but I'm going to do it. And if the people that love it, they're going to come and they're going to, they're going to watch the show. They're going to buy merch and they're going to support. But I, you know, I can't worry about the rest because you'll just dig yourself, dig yourself a hole that you can't get out of because you're always constantly thinking about that instead of what you should be focusing on, which is the music. That's true. That's a good point. Um, what's something about you that you, uh, maybe it's like a habit of something of yours that you uh, are trying to break the habit of, that you can think of? <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I have a bad habit. Um, I'll say, here's a little song for you. Like, if, you know, so I'm trying not to say that. I'm just trying to just sing the song and then tell a story a different way and not say, you know, here's a little or a little bit. I think that's just something that's been in the back of my mind. It's been very, very, uh, been brought to my attention by a couple of buddies that I do song swaps with and stuff like that. And so they, I was like, I'll work on it. Okay. Right. <laughs> it's, it's hard. I, I do that. I'll go back and listen to an interview and I'll say, a certain phrase like a thousand times i'm like gee man stop that but it's just hard to get out of that little routine you know it but is. Yeah, i totally understand i totally understand um yeah i mean i don't know what what can you do to you know practice on you know have like a notepad that says don't don't say this don't do that <laughs> you know i don't know um but that you know that's got to be uh fun though i mean i guess when you're when you're singing in front of people and, you, and you're seeing the crowds out there you know and, and like you said you, you're thinking about this you're worried about that but when you're focused on music 
you know, but especially though, when, when it's your song, a new song that you, that you've got out now, I mean, uh, it's new to people. So you're going to be doing some shows coming up. It's going to be great though, to sing it and see their reaction and see how they respond to it. Right. Don't you get excited when a new song comes out and you're I, like, I do. I do. I'm like super excited now because we haven't put out anything in so long. And it's almost like a restart. You know, I kind of found, I found my, I found a sound that I, that I love and I, the way that I write. And, and so like it is, it's, I'm excited to see when we start releasing this new music, the people that are listening to it and downloading, then go, go and come into a show and, and they're, they know every word too. That's awesome. You know, and so that's something that I'm, I'm very much looking forward to just, you know, when, when you can sing a chorus and the audience sings it for you, that, that, that is what, you know, that's what us as performers and artists, it's, you know, that's, something that we strive for and you know we want people to know our songs and 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 sing them with us because that's that means that you you hit a, a lot of people in a certain way with a song that they'll never forget it sure um and you're talking about a new album so you've got some songs that you're releasing are you is there going to be a whole album released soon or when is that going to happen so the new album is probably going to drop in march so we'll get back. We have about three or four more songs that we need to uh, to record. We have eight right now that are, are done and recorded and mixed and mastered. And we probably could have put it out there, but we're, you know, I have a, a team together with, with, you know, different different guys like Jeremy and Scott. And, and then I have uh, my cousin's also helping as well. And she does a bunch of that uh, management PR you know, social media stuff. And so we're trying to build, build on socials. Um, you know, unfortunately we live in a, a very much a digital world where even outside of, you know, venues and stuff, like they want to know how many followers you have or how many listeners you have. And so we're, we're going to really focus in the next, you know, three to four months and trying to build four to five months before, march and really build that and you know we're going to release some more songs before march but to really just get people excited about you know the rest of the record and that's that's all we can do um if there's 12 songs we might release four or five and then you get the rest of the record but you know we want people to be able to have the whole record because eventually you know as soon as we're done with this one, we're going to be playing and hopefully being being on the road. And then I'll be, you know, still writing, but you still want to be writing songs to where you can get back in the studio, even if it's just a single later on that year that you release or two or three singles that you release that next, you know, fall. So it's it's definitely one of those that just constant constant stuff but i'm excited about this record so it should be between 10 to 12 songs and and we're we're pumped i'm i'm pumped it's it's been a long time coming and so i'm i'm just super excited that i'm able to share my music with people so and tell me how about uh people reaching you on social media so all the platforms you're on all the platforms out there tell me about that we're on we're gonna be on Apple Pan or Apple, Spotify, YouTube. Um, we'll be on 
Um, we'll be on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, Teeter, um, Amazon, and we're still working on Pandora right now. It's it's probably going to happen there. That's because my first record wasn't on it. We're my distribution company's working on working hard to get us on that. So um, should be should be shortly. You know that we can we can get that. So. And did you say Spotify? I think I, I don't know, but I was checking yes. out your music on Spotify and some great songs, great catalog of songs. Uh, but you're you're on uh, what Facebook and uh, what Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Instagram. TikTok. I'm on all those. Either they're either at Blake Burrow or Blake Burrow Music on all of them. I know Instagram is Blake Burrow, and then we have a link tree to all of them as well on on all our bios, and so you should be able to. Once you're once you're in at one with the bio, you can hit on the link tree and it should take you to, to everything else. So awesome. Well, I appreciate you talking to me today. I'm looking forward to hearing more about you and seeing your success level go up, man. Uh well, but Gary, I appreciate song. it. Thank yes, you sir. so much for having me. Well, I appreciate you talking about your music. Yeah, like I said, it's it's gonna be great, man. I uh I appreciate you. And hey, go golf and uh you know get a hole in one or something and get a few laughs. If I get a, I I get a hole golf. in one, I'm calling if I get a hole in one, I'm calling you. Okay. Please, <laughs> please do. I'm I'll be waiting. <laughs> well, have a great day, Gary. Thank you for the interview, man. I appreciate it. All right, thank you, Blake. Yes, sir. All right, bye. bye. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. And uh, be sure to check out Blake's new single called Don't Blame It on the Bar. And always remember to keep the music real. <laughs>